It's time for the Drive Stop 4 at 4. Hour number two of the drive underway. It's Fan Run Radio. Top 4 at 4 brought to you this afternoon by Malone and Costa Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles. Marcus Young, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, the NCAA hands down punishments to four former Tennessee assistants. They, according to the Ross Dellinger report today, according to the report, the NCAA has given three to five year show cause penalties for former inside linebackers coach Brian Niedemeyer, outside linebackers coach Shelton Felton, director of player, isn't it? It is director of player personnel Drew Hughes and student assistant Michael Magnus. It's a very, there's not even an appetizer, man. I, I don't know, man. People, I feel like this is not that huge a deal. Now, we did read from the John Bryce report in our first segment, a lot of speculation there. Brandon Zimmerman on Twitter says, sources tell, I don't know why Brandon Zimmerman is tweeting that something uh, Chris Lowe, maybe Lowe wrote about this and I just haven't seen it, but Sources told Chris Lowe that university officials continue to have positive discussions with the NCAA about a negotiated resolution to the case, which would keep Tennessee from going before the Committee on Infractions. So that's a positive spin on it. And I just, you know, if you're the NCAA, don't you want to send a message to the rest of the colleges out there that, hey, if you play ball with us, if you do it the way Tennessee did, you don't have to go to a okay, – we'll figure this out together and make it go away quickly. Like that, I feel like that's the that's the way you want it to work if you're the NCAA. If you want to bang heads and go to the trial and a you know, lengthy thing and end up in court, then you've just wasted two years pursuing this thing. Like I feel like you're at the point now where you could wrap this thing up and – no, oh, maybe you don't get to hammer somebody the way you would have 10 years ago, but you're never going to be able to do that again anyway. At number two, speaking of the NCAA, uh, an NCAA panel eyes shorter football games, citing player safety. College football do, leaders. Do what now? They're uh, going to shorten football games. Trying to. Trying to. College football leaders are meeting this week in Indianapolis to consider three rule changes that could shorten game times and reduce the number of plays during games this upcoming season. A continued push to monitor player safety as the sport prepares for a 12-team college football playoff beginning in 2024. The rule changes under consideration include running the clock after a first down is awarded, similar to the NFL, uh, eliminating the option for teams to call consecutive team timeouts, and carrying over any fouls to the next period instead of finishing with an untimed down. All this stuff makes sense to me. Yeah, what well, I mean, why don't they just adopt? Because right now, and I mentioned it on the show back during football season, I was because I started noticing the NFL. They've got a pretty good. I mean, they've got it down now to a science. Their games last like what, like three hours usually on the dot. Yeah, I, honestly, I like the the time. The, the clock's still running after first downs makes sense to me. It's what the NFL does. The only way that the clock stops, I believe, is after the two minutes of each period and you go out of bounds if you don't use a timeout. 
that makes a lot of sense to me. And and honestly, I feel like it makes it more exciting because you're trying to like quickly get the ball down the field. Like say you have a long drive to try to win the game at the end. You got to make plays that are going to get you in the end zone. Yeah, I don't think it would. Bounds. I don't think it. Studies have shown it would shorten games by like nine plays. I think was the thing I saw a couple of weeks ago, which is not a huge deal. Here's the you really want to shorten them. Shorten halftime. Cut down halftime. Cut down halftime. Nobody want. Oh man, I, I hate to say this because I know we've got some band people in our audience and maybe who. Some uh, band people that are work with the, the station. The yeah. Don't really want to see the band. What? People don't really want to see the band. Shorten halftime. Make it go by faster. There's no reason to have a 20-minute halftime. Um, How long is it in the NFL? It's like 12 minutes. Yeah, 12 or 15. Yeah. I, like, I, I think been, it's 12. I've been stunned several times. It's like, what the hell? It's you go in. Halftime just started. Take a whiz. Get yourself Gatorade. Eat a banana. Something like that. Get back out there and play. Is that I, what they I, do? I, I, I can't remember who it was. Peyton was talking about on the Manning cast one time this year was talking about uh, those halftime adjustments. It's so overrated. Yeah. He said, like, I I don't remember hardly any halftime adjustments we ever. He's talking about the National Football League. Yeah. He said, like, you, you go in there at halftime. Coach says, uh, hey, guys, uh, like, it gives you a little pep talk or something. You go back out there. There's not a lot of. He said that's like one of the biggest myths in all of football is the halftime adjustments. It's basically a chance to go to the bathroom, hydrate, and turn around and get back out there. At number three, we have Vols baseball today as they will be facing Charleston Southern at 430. Mm-hmm. We'll be uh, on the SC Network Plus. Yeah, we'll have to uh, pull that up here in just a yep. second. Maui baseball. Uh, Maui Huna. Maui Wowie. Will be playing his first game as a Tennessee volunteer. Starting it short, hitting in the six hole tonight, and would love to see him get a hit or two to, to get things rolling here, make up for lost time. And Tony Vitello back in the dugout, back at the helm, all is well in Big Orange Country. Hopefully he'll start growing that facial hair back up. And finally, the, number four. The sh- clean-shaven Tony Vitello has not met with widespread approval from men or women. Mm-mm. No. He needs to just grow it back out. Bring it back. Even if you want to do, like, the 4 o'clock shadow or whatever it's called. I can't do it. I believe it's five, 5 o'clock, five o'clock. shadow. Yeah. I can't do it because I have very, like, my... You have the dark facial hair to be able to do that and pull it off. I can't get a good shadow. My ginger beard just doesn't look good unless it's three inches long. Well, at least I can <laughs> grow it out that long. Oh, uh, number wait, four. What's that supposed to mean? Oh. I can I come in here and look like ZZ Top, too, if I want to. Marcus, I choose to keep it uh, nice and closely trimmed. Okay. For your viewing pleasure. At number four, Tennessee basketball tonight. 9 p.m. ESPN2 as the Tennessee Volunteers take on Arkansas at Thompson Bowling Arena. Currently, Tennessee is a six-point favorite. So six and a half? Uh, last I, I'll double-check it, but last I saw it was six. I saw five and a half on a, another book earlier this morning. Yeah, it's yeah, again, I, I just don't have a great feel for this one. Do you guys have no. any sort of prediction for tonight we're gonna cover vols cover 
Yeah. You cover six and a half? On uh, FanDuel, it's actually five and a half now, so it has moved. Hmm. Yeah, I think they could cover five and a half. And this is the last two home games for South Carolina and Alabama, right? Was there one in between there? Was there another one? Not home game. So we're, we're playing pretty well. We strung together a couple of we got a, really got a little good bit of our mojo back at home, at least. And you heard Curtis Wilkerson talk about this is an Arkansas team that has struggled away from Fayetteville. So you're looking for a positive trend. Yeah, what are they like two and six on the road this year? I think it's what their record is. Yeah, if I'm not, not great. mistaken. Not good, Bob. Is that four? Yes, that was four. Thank you, Marcus. Top four at four. Brought to you by Malone and Costa Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles. If you have questions about veneers. Do a trial smile. This is basically like um, a temporary veneer that they can put on your teeth and then you can wear it home and see how you like it. If there's something you want to change, something you don't, and then they they could do it that way. It's amazing what they can do now uh, with the dental um, expertise that is available to you. At Malone and Costa Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles, where I've been going for my dental work the past three years and it's where you should go as well. Online at KnoxvilleSmiles.com. You can set up an appointment right there on the website, or you can call them the old-fashioned way, 865-539-1776 for Malone and Costa Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles. Hour number two of The Drive underway. If you want to jump in, take a shot, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board this afternoon El Diablo is next. Good afternoon, Diablo. Hey, Russell, Marcus, Bear, how you doing today? Not bad, my man. Guys, what's more inconsistent, this weather or our basketball program? I feel like the weather, I mean, has it been – I don't think we're getting cold again, right? I mean, I feel like spring is here. No, but from what I'm hearing about Friday, we all better learn how to do the backstroke. Oh, it's, it's getting ready to unload. Oh, man, are you serious? Yeah. And then Saturday, and say, it looks like after like after Friday, it looks like it's going to be clearing out for a few days. You get maybe three or four days of sunshine. Hey, guys, can you fully explain to the masses, like the show cause that these individuals got? What, how does that – tell me the full impact. What does that mean for these fellas? Basically means if a – college and NCAA affiliated university wants to hire one of these individuals they would have to and and I could be wrong on this but I I believe they would have to show cause essentially to the NCAA and uh, go before a panel or maybe it's maybe it can be done I don't know if there's a hearing or whatnot but you would have to basically show them that hey we understand the risk we're taking on we're opening ourselves up to potential penalties if this guy screws up again i don't think it's happened much i don't think people have gotten a show cause and been hired maybe there's an example in a smaller sport that i'm not aware of i feel like i might have seen something like this a couple of years ago but but generally you know the donnie tendles the bruce pearls the, how, how in the world have we had two basketball coaches to get show causes? Um, those guys don't get hired as long as the show cause in, is in effect. Okay. So 
saw something today, and I don't know if it's true or not. You can double-check this stat. But is it true that Arkansas has only won four times in Thompson Bowling Arena in the last uh, 22 times here? I believe so. I believe that's correct. Since they came into the league in 92, they, they have not done well here. And they've had some pretty good teams. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, I, when I saw that, I really thought that was a misprint. I couldn't believe they only won four times here as well. Yeah, they, they've always had pretty good basketball teams. Uh, what do you think we're going to do tonight, guys? I heard you earlier. Do you think we're going to win this game? Russ says he has no feel for it. I, I, I think we're going to win just because we're at home. and But I can see where he's coming from. It's just kind of hard to get a read on this team. Well, it's a hard. It's not so much Tennessee, really. For me, it's, it's Arkansas. Like, you look on paper, and you see, like, this team should be really good, man. I mean, this uh, freshman point guard that they have, um, he, he torched Anthony Black. He torched Kentucky up there in Rupp. He's he's long, big guy, uh, five-star prospect. Yeah, Nick Smith Jr. is a fantastic prospect. Um, he's just getting into it. Uh, Council is a really nice player. I mean, they got – as much talent as anybody in the league, maybe in the country, but they just haven't played well for a variety of reasons. So, like, are, are we going to get their absolute best shot? If so, it's going to be hard for us to win. But if they're still finding their way with Smith in the lineup or they're just, you know, still finding their way with the youth that's on their team, I think they're starting two or three freshmen right now, then that would play into Tennessee's advantage. Hey, do we know who's out for us tonight? No, I mean, that that's another thing is it sounds like Key is probably out. It sounds like Phillips is going to be a game-time decision, but we probably won't know until later this evening. I, I, personally, I think Rick Barnes has broken Key. And just exactly what's the injury that uh, Phillips is dealing with? Uh, hip, a hip flexor. Uh, strained hip flexor. Which I've been told is really similar to having a when you pull your groin. You're growing. You're growing. That type of it's just kind of a you, makes it really hard to jump. It gimps you pretty yeah. good. All right, guys. Hey, let me ask you this, and I'm going out the door. Why? I'm, I'm curious. So I'm interested to see what the new segment is. And hey, is there a faster way to lose money than gambling on preseason <laughs> baseball? <laughs> <laughs> You're gambling on spring training games? Yeah, I mean, I, when I look on FanDuel and see all these games, uh, it just blows my mind that you can actually gamble on games where you have no idea how long a guy plays. That's awesome. How, you know, it, it, so, anyways, guys, great show. Thanks for letting me call in. Have a good one. Thank you, Diablo. Appreciate the phone call. I was heartbroken last night. I made a bet on FanDuel and. I almost won. I almost won seven hundred dollars. I was. I had a five parlay in in hockey. Yeah. Hit four of the five, and the fifth one, I needed Boston to win by two goals. They had a five on three with two minutes left, and they couldn't put the puck in the net. And they won by one. And they only won by one. I needed them to win by two. Do you not like it when he says I almost won? I mean, that's that's the rule of those parlays. I was sitting you, at a bar watching you, it. You lose by one. That's that's how they work. To see all the green doesn't matter if marks. it's three legs or eight legs. You're gonna lose by one. 
I love FanDuel for the little, even just for the simple things. Uh, the green check bar is just to tease you. It makes you feel good when you see it slowly start hitting. You're like, okay, this is, I'm excited. I'm doing well. Things are going my way. And then that one little red X pops up. Yeah. And you feel like the love of your life just walked out the door. You, Suddenly, haven't, uh, you haven't won yet, have you? No. The one weekend man. you would have won was the weekend. Because that, of you. That wasn't because of me. Yes, it was. We've gone over this. No, nah, you didn't lose any money, did you? No, but I would have won money, wouldn't I? You weren't here that day. No, 700 you, bucks? That's what I would have won last What'd night. What'd you put up for it? 10. I don't bet a whole... No. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, if, if, you know, the the numbers show that you hit one of those eventually, it's going to make up for all those 10 buckers you, you missed on. This man over here, you weren't here the day we talked he about doesn't it. Understand. Monday. He doesn't understand math. The Friday like before me. the Super Bowl, he talked me out of betting on the Super Bowl, and the one I would have gone for would have hit every single one. I understand he's being a very kind friend to try to keep me from losing more money, but what I saw... It, man. You're on tilt. You, if, if you... If you had placed that bet, one of those things wouldn't have happened. You're like that. They did. Have you ever seen that movie, The Cooler, with William H. Macy? I haven't. He's just bad luck, and Vegas would use in the movie. Vegas has people like this. They you know they bring bad luck to people, like gambling. Wow. Kind of feel like you're a cooler. We'll see how the games go tonight. I, I, I guarantee you, you make that bet, and Travis Kelsey breaks his ankle coming out for warmups. Oh. That's that's just how how it works, man. Speaking of spring training, big Vaughn Grissom. I guess he's the Braves' new shortstop. Two for two today. Two run double. He's been uh, he's been doing well, man. How do you think you guys are going to do this year? Bravos. They'll be good. Think they'll win the East again? Be back in the playoffs. Pitching has a lot to do with it. You aren't worried about the Mets. <laughs> oh wait, you're being serious. The Mets. Uh, they'll they'll keep throwing money at it. Not much to show for it. Poor Brandon. No, I'm not worried about the Mets. Oh shout out! Happy birthday to Brandon Orfk. The Duke? The Duke. Just getting back into town from what I understand is damn near a Caribbean vacation. He's Living always, a life. He's always jet-setting, huh? Get out of radio and all of a sudden. Me and you. Yeah. He's got some money. PTR is next. Good afternoon, PTR. Hey, gentlemen. gentlemen how y'all doing today? Doing well. How are you, sir? Pretty good. I wanted to uh, elaborate on the show cause and why it's so difficult. Okay. Uh, Show cause is you have to prove to the NCA there is an existence or a reason to hire this coach that he is capable of doing something within the rules, ideally, that no other coach that's available could do. And that's virtually impossible to prove. That's why the penalty is so deadly to the guys and they can't get hired. Because you you have to show that you've talked to 20 other coaches have proved to be incapable of Coaching a defensive line that well, or receivers, or being an offensive coordinator, what have you. Or in the case of Tennessee basketball head coach. So you have to show why that guy excels at something other than cheating that others can't do. I don't know if that adds to it or not, but that's why it's so difficult they don't even try it. 
because then you're, you're almost getting into a character assassination of other coaches you may have dealt with. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know like the all the exact ins and outs of it, but I mean it. It's really, I just know it's basically a, you're getting blackballed for a number of years. So <laughs> yeah, well that's that's his net effect. You're right there. Yeah. That is the net effect. I mean, yeah, I mean, it just they've got to go away now for a while. They were. All right, so I, I, I've been listening to the last call in, so uh, our feelings good about tonight? Is that where we are? Or yeah. Or we keep our cup on? No, I mean, you always keep your cup on, but, yeah, we feel decent about tonight. So. All right, Joe, you have a good rest of the afternoon. All right. We're going to go ahead and take first break of the second hour here. And I don't want to tease it if we're not – I mean, are we doing today on the Internet? I believe we are. That's coming up next. On Fan Run Radio. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Russell Bear Marcus back with you, Tuesday afternoon edition of the show. It's a, a big day over on campus as Tony Vitello is back in the dugout for Tennessee baseball as the Volunteers uh, take the field as we speak. For uh, two games against Charleston Southern. And I want to say congratulations to one of our uh, longtime listeners, Dorian. Won a pair of tickets to the game today, courtesy of our friends over at Crown Cleaners. We appreciate Don and the crew hooking Dorian up. Beautiful day for baseball. <laughs> this is picture perfect. I mean... You, you talk about a, a good day to be over at Lindsey Nelson watching oh. some baseball. Are you kidding me? It doesn't get any better than this, oh. Russell. Out you, there in the stands. How about being up on the porch with a cooler full of cold beverages, a couple of uh, some, some charred animal flesh on the grill. Got it. Burger. Maybe a couple of hot dogs. Tony V and the boys causing a ruckus out on the field. I am, I am a hamburger and at a cookout. You got to go hamburgers and hot dogs. Get a little taste of everything. You, you do one of both? Oh, yeah. Well, I'll make like one big like monster burger. But yeah, you got to have a couple of those. those Double patties? No. I don't, just, I don't go double oh, you patties. you just put everything on it? Yeah. All the fixings? Yeah. Tomatoes. You get got to be the right time of year for the tomatoes. But if they're good, Russ, there's nothing better oh, yeah. on a burger. Mm, great. Yeah, so. it's going to be a... A lot of folks having a good time out there today, and uh, hopefully the Vols keep this big win streak rolling. Then tonight, of course, uh, you got basketball over at the arena and something we have not talked about much at all, but needs to be discussed. Senior night. Senior night at the arena. This is this is a, man. This is a special group, man. We've we've seen these guys. We've been through a lot with these boys. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we absolutely have. Who? I'm. I'm feeling like I'm gonna. I'm getting yeah, ready to get really yeah. sad. Well, Santiago Vescovi. Gonna miss him. Love that dude. Love his little accent, dude. He came in here making plays from day one. Love the flair. I, I loved it in the last game against South Carolina when he dropped that dime. Just that no look. Just 
uh, just dropped it off to Urosh. That was the Vescovy we saw at the beginning. Just the, that little glimpse. It, it made it weren't by heart to know that it's that guy's still in there. Barnes hasn't completely coached it out of him. That's not Barnes bashing. It's just that's the way he thinks we have to play to win, and he's probably right. But uh, I hope that when he goes pro and he's playing in a looser environment in like Brazil or something, that he's more freewheeling and quick with the no look passes and whatnot. Pour one out for Santi. One more time into the breach. Now, keep in mind, there is a chance that we could see these these guys have a COVID year. They have the option to come back. It's, so you're saying there's a chance. Yeah, Barnes was asked about it the other, uh, yesterday, and he was like, eh, we'll talk about it later. Triple J. These guys won us an SEC tournament last year. If you had told me that, about any of these guys when they signed, when they came here, that this is the group that's going to bring you an SEC tournament, something I'd never seen in my lifetime, 42 years old. I'd have said, you know what? No matter what else happens, it's a rousing success. That's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. That's just great. Triple J is a big part of it. We don't win that tournament last year without him. Mm -mm. A lot of the stuff he's done uh, is con – it's hard to measure everything that he's given mm -hmm. just with his leadership. And it's it's been a hell of a lot of fun. If uh, if if this is the last time we see him at the Tommy Bowl tonight, uh, thank you for all the wonderful memories. So I'm going to enjoy watching him play the rest of the season in Orange. Olivier Kamwa. He's been a nice player. And he will play professional basketball. Six foot nine, two hundred thirty-six pounds. Maybe he didn't develop quite the way to the level we had all hoped for. He's teased us with a couple of monster games the past two years, and just not been able to find that level of production consistently. I hate that he was hurt last year and missed that SEC tournament run, and perhaps, perhaps he could have been perhaps that game against Michigan in the tournament would have been one of those games where he comes out of nowhere and drops 16 17 points mm -hmm. and and yeah we'll we'll never know but um common thread between Olivier Santi and Triple J just good kids man like never a peep never a whisper mm -mm. of off the court trouble and that's not always the case like some guys get in trouble off the court we all know about it but a lot of times like doing this when when you hear about like this guy's kind of a knucklehead behind the scenes like we've heard that about dudes before in the past in all these sports that is not even on the radar with any of these guys no like just all about their work getting in the gym uh just model citizens man class acts some people, that doesn't count for much. It counts for quite a bit in, in my book. So I appreciate those three. And there's one more. We're going to, like, well, there's actually two more if you want to include Tyreek Key, who could have been a, a nice four-year player here. I, I wish we had taken a chance on him out of high school in retrospect. We didn't. and came over here this one year. It's been mixed results. Not not great, but um, appreciate him coming here and, and playing but, for the yeah. Balls. Glad he got to finish out at his at his home school, and I imagine probably where he really wanted to 
play all along. And, and who knows? Who knows? Maybe he's got one more eruption. One more 28 left, point. Left in the tank. 28 yeah. point game. I, I would hate for him to walk out of here, his high point being the um, uh, the Gonzaga exhibit, the game that didn't count. But so far, that's kind of the case. And then there's one more, Bear. Urosh. I love the Urosh Serbian Plasic, strong man. I, I know he is a lightning rod. He's a controversial figure. I like him. I, I love that dude, man. Dude, he has developed a really nice touch around. He's he doesn't he's a, dunk. He's a nice player, man. And if it, and if he's on any other team in the league, he'd be playing like thirty minutes a, a game. I believe that. Yeah. Just about any other team in the league. You tell me that Vandy, South Carolina, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss. Uh, you know, th- you'd tell me those teams. Oh, he'd would, be, yeah, he'd be he'd be the thirty minute a night, guy. and we would hate his guts. Loathe him, <laughs> and if he was, if he was like dude. somewhere like Purdue or up in the Big Ten, where they, you know, it's a big man, they play more big man oriented basketball. Hell, he'd probably be balling out. Yeah, how bad would we hate Euros if he wasn't a Vol? We'd be ranting and raving about him, wouldn't we? Oh man, it would be brutal. Um. So those are the those are the five those are the five seniors honored tonight at Thompson Bowling Arena. Here's Rick Barnes yesterday talking about the seniors who will play their last home game tonight. Well, you think about it, it was a transition class too because we had had a, really got the program that class that came in before them. That group of guys had done a great job, really building the culture, the, the foundation, and what we want the program to be built on and. Those guys came in, and, and um, a bunch of them had to be thrust out there right from the beginning to perform at a high level uh, in this league because this league has grown tremendously in the eight years I've been here. It's, it's I think, arguably as good as any basketball league in the country talent-wise over the last couple of years probably been the best, and so they had to come in and deal with a, not only trying to help us continue what we were doing but trying to get it to another level and uh, knowing that the league itself was better uh, other teams in the league was growing as well and these guys have made an unbelievable impact they've all had to deal with some adversity along the way some injuries here there other things but uh, they've stuck together i think they have a great deal of respect for themselves as as a team and as teammates but uh, and I, I do know this they have fallen in love with the university of tennessee and ball nation and um, they again the good things that people should be saying about them are, are more than worthy to be said because they, they love this place and they truly have given everything they could to help us try to be one of the best basketball programs in the country. Rick Barnes getting ready for senior day at Thompson Bowling Assembly Center Arena tonight, 9 p.m. tip-off as uh, Arkansas is in town. This is a game both teams desperately need. I think a, a win tonight and you win one of these next two, either tonight or at Auburn, I think we can rest assured we're not going to be lower than a four seed. I'm not 100% positive on that. I'm not a bracketologist. This is just kind of a gut feeling. Like, I, I don't see us going getting to the five line if we win one of these next two. Win them both, I, I think for sure four seed is – is um, uh, the lowest we will be. 
think there's still a chance you can get to that three seed line. I know that's where Lenardi has us, so obviously that's that's very much in play. But I th- there's still some work to do. There's still some work to do. And I think if you go – here's the bad thing. If you go one and one this week and you fall to that five seed in the SEC tournament and you don't get that double bye, you know, say you – go- Get us out of there. Yeah, well, well, but say you do that. Say you go there and you lose on Thursday. Oh. Are, you yep. know, that that's certainly your yep. four seed. Line. Yeah, but but are you in play for the five there? Yeah, so, so saying that five line may come into play if we go down there and bomb and out on yeah, the Thursday. I, I don't think any of us are particularly concerned about next week in terms of seeding or whether or not we win the darn thing. But I'm very much like the NCAA seeding, that's the big thing right now. Is yeah. Can we get that three seed? Even if we hadn't had some of our stumbles that we've had the past two or three weeks, I wasn't like that relieved so much pressure winning that that thing last year finally getting our white whale uh as a fan base that it it the pressure and, and that's I'm wondering if if we could just make one final four man that that would relieve a lot of pressure on this fan base I didn't realize Alabama's never made one did you realize that Never made a Final Four. Mm-mm. There's, uh, I, I've seen the list. There, there's a couple of SEC schools in there. It's like us, Ole Miss, um, Mizzou, which is weird because they've got a nice. Well, they've got tradition. Yeah, um, I think has A and M made one. I don't think A and M's made one. It's a couple of SEC schools. Bama. Yeah, I mean that that kind of makes me feel better. Like I think Georgia didn't Georgia make one with yeah. Dominique or something. And I'm fairly certain uh, they did. Um, Freaking South Carolina's made one now. We know LSU's made one. They made multiple. Obviously. Yeah. Who else? We we gotta we gotta the Mississippi get schools. Close. Mississippi State's been. Wow. Eric Dampier, nineteen ninety six. By the way, little little trivial note for you tonight. A trivial note. Yep. Okay. Look down at that Arkansas bench, and you will see in his second year as an assistant coach for the Hogs, Keith Smart. Really? Remember that name? Why do I remember that name? He hit the winner for Indiana in the 1987 National Championship game. Baseline J at the buzzer to beat Syracuse. The great NCAA tournament finishes in all time. Keith Smart in Thompson Bowling tonight. How about that? That is pretty good. All right, folks, uh, quick timeout right here. If you want to jump in, 865-546-8200. If you want to chime in, we'll be right back with more right after this. Fan Run Radio, the drive continues. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. If you want to get on this afternoon, let's get uh, TJ, the Kentucky fan, in here next. Good afternoon, TJ. Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I'll start real quick. Hypothetically, I I know you guys hate Texas, the whole we're the UT, all that stuff. But there, uh, the the twenty twenty four Texas football schedule on their website has them only playing three out-of-conference games, which leads me to believe we're doing the nine SEC conference games. Um, And I've seen a schedule floating around now for a couple of days. Do you want to hear – now, hypothetically, I don't know if this schedule is true or not, but hypothetically, do you want to hear their first 
season as the SEC their schedule? Sure. Uh, out of conference, Colorado State at Michigan and UTSA. Cool. Their their conference schedule is at Ole Miss, at LSU, Florida, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Arkansas, at Vandy, Alabama, at Texas A and M. Yeah, that's uh, that. That's pretty tough. That's pretty tough because yeah, because even UT San Antonio, I mean that that's a good program. They're coming in here. They're coming to Knoxville this year, and people will, you know, the unsophisticated, the the casual fan, as we say around here, will will look at that schedule and be like, oh, you know, easy buy game there. <clears throat> Roadrunners are tough. Well, if I'm not mistaken, weren't they top fifteen at some point this past season? They were they were in the rankings. I don't know how high they got, but yeah, they they were ranked at some point. My question to you is, I just heard you uh, name off all the seniors, and of course, the freshmen, one and done, they don't go through senior activities. Uh, My question to you is, in the past 10 years or so, if you could have had any one and done come back to Tennessee, which player would you choose? Mine for Kentucky is easy, and that's Anthony Davis. Oh, mine's easy. <laughs> He'd be playing right now. He'd be playing point guard for Tennessee, Kennedy Chandler. I don't even have to think twice about it. Like, who, who else? You know, there's Tobias, Keon, Jaden Springer. Do we have any other one-and-dones? Mm, no. I, mean, I don't y- think so. Y'all have a lot more than we do, but for, for Tennessee, I mean, I, I feel like Kennedy Chandler would be the best point guard in the league, if not college basketball this year. And he's what we're meeting. Tennessee's missing as far as a creator, a guy that can just go get a bucket. He was so good. He had improved so much over the course of last season. I have to believe he would be dominant this season. And, you know, it's not like Tennessee's heading a bad, we're ranked number 12 in the country. It's a, it's a very good team, but I mean, I got to think that Tennessee would be in the running for a championship if they had Kennedy Chandler on this team. It's a good question, TJ. Uh, Zakai Ziegler, I know earlier in the season, I think Rick Barden said after a game that he was out of control. Now I've watched Tennessee, of course, a few times when they played Kentucky, obviously. Is there still a, I don't know, a Rick Barnes? Feeling that Zakai, I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the kid plays plays hard. I love how he plays fast. He's aggressive. He's got heart. There's no question. Does Rick Barnes still feel like he's out of control, or does he seem like he's maturing a little bit more now? I mean, he just Saturday night tied the all-time record for points, assists, double-doubles in school history. He's done it in his second year here. I mean, he didn't have any – I don't think he had any last year. So, he had all five of them this year. So, I mean, he's, he's developing. Yeah, those comments were after the Colorado game back in November. So Okay, gotcha. Yeah, he's, gotcha. there's a lot of basketball, a lot of water under the bridge at this point. And, you know, the guy's not perfect, and, and he's got some limitations just because of his height. But – um you know, when, when Tennessee – when he plays really well, Tennessee wins. I think he had, what, like eight assists, no turnovers, 15 points against Alabama. Like, when he controls the game, Tennessee is very hard to beat. But when, 
when when you guys came up here and put Case on Wallace at the point and like he was he was big and physical and like I think it messed with Sakai. I think it took him out of his element. So you know, he's just he's um and and he's still a sophomore, man. Like he's he's got two more years here. He's he he's a I want to say very good player. He's what what watch list was he on this year? You sent that to me, Bear. It's like the oh, Naismith. it's not a watch list. He's a finalist for the Naismith Defensive Player of the Year. He's the only SEC yeah. player that's nominated. So, for so it. he's already a very good player. Like and he can still improve on some things. I would say. Yeah. He one hundred percent reminds me of uh, Tyler Ewis. Uh, both short, both got the heart, and uh, two very good point guards in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, on my way out. Tonight, for you guys, like uh, you were saying earlier, I think his name is Jacob Black or Blake, uh, the point guard for Arkansas. He had six steals up there at Rupp. He is long, lanky, and fast. And yeah. that kid can play. He's go- I, 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 I think he's going to give Sagai some, uh, some problems tonight. So that is a name to definitely watch on Arkansas. Good luck tonight. Thank you, TJ. And I, I mean – I don't even know if that will be the matchup tonight. He's talking about Anthony Black as Arkansas's freshman point guard. He's 6'7". We put Zakai on him? Giving up like almost a foot? No. That's weird. And I'll have to pull up the rest of their – I mean, their their whole team is long. So, I mean, Zakai's got to guard somebody. And it, it might be him. I'm, I'm sure we'll try some different guys. And then, you know, it's like, who do you put on um, – who do you put on Nick Smith Jr.? You know, you you would think, well, that's Meshack. That's got Jemai written all over it. Um, you know, Vescovy. We'll rotate guys, I'm sure. I don't think this is not meant as a slight towards Arkansas, but I don't think that um, they have a Brandon Miller on their team where it's like we – we wanted Jamai Jamai in in the game basically against him the entire time. I I think that they've got some good players. Nick Smith is averaging thirteen a game. Anthony Black is averaging almost thirteen a game, and I think Council averages like fourteen a game off the bench. So you have to deal with those guys, and I think you'll rotate guys and and throw a variety of looks out there against them. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. Your number to get on the show this afternoon five four six eighty two hundred. If you want to chime in on the Big Orange Phillies phone lines today, uh, recruit uh, Tennessee basketball recruiting information for you. Volunteers will have a uh, point guard prospect at the game tonight, and um, that players named Ahmad Noel. He's from Philadelphia, six foot four, top one hundred player, six two, excuse me. Tennessee, Auburn, Memphis, Kansas, all in the mix for him, and he is in Knoxville visiting. Pretty good. Uh you couldn't have planned it any better with the weather. I think he came in yesterday, spent the night, coming to the ball game tonight, gets to see Vol Nation, turned out and turned up. Oh yeah. I feel like this you know, night like tonight. It's it's pretty easy easy recruit. I mean, look at it. I mean, we we've got it up on the TV here. It looks absolutely gorgeous down there. I mean, just beautiful. Not a cloud. Baseball balls jumping on Charleston Southern T 
two nothing as they play in the uh, still in the bottom of the first. Wow, so we're just clobbering these guys, huh? Uh, Maui just hit. Uh, he he looked hey. like he was gonna get a home run, but it he got caught. So he's oh, the second out. Warning, warning track. track shot. Yeah. That would have been cool. It would have been. He got a ball and then he hit it, and I thought it was going. Oh yeah, a, a three run shot. Your first at bat as a Tennessee Volunteer. It was a good. It was a good hit. Uh, you know, I think he excites me. I'm, I think he's going to be really good for us. Hoping to have Justin Ganey on the show tomorrow. Tennessee associate coach. head coach, uh, North Carolina native. Who's, he's kept that pipeline going for us. You know, he's brought in um, Adu, and I love some Adu now. And Dillion. He was the lead recruiter on, on both of Freddie Buckets of those guys. And um, I think there's another player, Schwartz, I want to say is is his name in North Carolina that Coach Ganey's all over, another top one hundred guy. Seems like we I, I don't know if this is by design or this is just who we're able to get in on now, but you know, we had that run where we were in on a lot of guys who were like top ten, top fifteen national type prospects. And I don't see as many of those guys, but I'm seeing just a lot of like top 100, you know, top 50-ish, top 75-ish type players. Talent will not be the problem Mm -mm. as long as Rick Barnes is the coach here. People say, oh, we don't have this, we don't have that. A lot of coaches around the country that would love to have Rick Barnes as rostered this year. An NBA guy and a couple of pros. I think there's a lot of fan bases that would be gladly have Rick Barnes and live in the tournament and in the top 15, top 10 every year with frequent visits to number one. Coming up, we have some very sad news to share with you. Stay with us, hour number three of The Drive, when we continue on Fan Run Radio.